Stephen Grotes on SAFM. 23 minutes now to 8 the time. Good morning. You know the number, of course, 086-000-2032. You may have heard there's a lot going on around the road accident fund at the moment and several court cases around when and how it should pay out money. The Auditor General has said the fund is not using the proper accounting standard. In 2021, the road accident fund said it was changing the accounting standard that it used, even though that means it is now no longer following what are called generally recognized accounting standards. This means the fund is no longer using a standard accepted by the South Africa Accounting Standards Board, which sets standards for public entities. The fund's already been to court. It lost the case. It's now going to the Constitutional Court to argue it should use a standard that, as far as I know, no other public entity is using in South Africa. The spokesperson for the Road Accident Fund is Macintosh Palela. Macintosh, good morning. Hi, good morning, Stephen, and good morning to your listeners. Under the previous system, under the accounting standard that is recognised, the Road Accident Fund had liabilities of 331 billion rand. When you decided to use your own standard, the standard that is not recognised, those liabilities dropped from 331 billion rand to 34 billion rand. Why did you decide to change your accounting standard? Well, look, uh, there's a, a lot of things that we needed to fix. Um, one of those was our responsibility as far as our legal bill is um, concerned. I mean, we needed to fix the way that we uh, we did things. We were able to, you know, drop that legal bill from around 10.6 billion to now 3.7 billion. And there's a lot of things that we needed to do differently to be able to fix our finances because the fund was being threatened with collapse if we didn't do so. And so, hence, we decided to change, you know, the way that we were doing things. And it's bearing fruits. I understand that, um, you know, uh, you and I discussed this yesterday and we're discussing now the fact that, um, you know, the Auditor General is not happy with this. But sometimes you have to do things differently. And, uh, you know, the Auditor General is unhappy. There'll be a time that, uh, you know, she will be happy with us, as you say. Uh, you know, we're able to, we've been able to drop some figures and um, some of those have been very significant figures, like the ones that I've, I've spoken to you about, like the legal bill to the lawyers. It may be one thing to change the figures, but what you're actually doing when you change accounting standards is you aren't changing the figures, you're changing the rules. And isn't that what you've done? Uh, Stephen, I, I'm not sure that we've changed, uh, you know, the rules. We've we've navigated our, our way around how we can fix the road accident fund and fix it as quickly as possible. And obviously, we've uh, fallen foul with the Auditor General as a, as a result. I mean, we, we are open to sitting around the, the table and talk to the Auditor General and see how, how best, you know, she can assist us, um, you know, continue. Uh, you know, to drop the figures and our responsibility, but to make sure that we meet our responsibilities to our claimants, but at the same time, uh, to make sure that we don't fall foul with the with the Auditor General. So there is room, I mean, to sit around the table and, and talk and, and find, you know, an amicable way instead of going to the courts. Okay, so you've lost in court, and in fact, you're going to the Constitutional Court, and you're going to the Constitutional Court when, in fact, no one else agrees with you. So the Auditor General says you are wrong. The Transport Department told you not to go to court. They are your ministry. You're an entity under them. The National Treasury says that you are wrong. And you're still going to the Constitutional Court. Well, Stephen, look, 
the um, CEO, the exco, they, you know, obviously get advice from their attorneys on whether a different court is likely to come to a different outcome. And they listen to that advice. We appreciate the advice of the entities that uh, that you've spoken about. But what you must understand is that they don't run the operations of the road accident fund. The exco does, the CEO does, the board, you know, to some extent gets involved. And we get advice from our attorneys. And our attorneys, if they feel that, uh, you know, we could get a different outcome, we listen to the to, to, to the attorneys. It's an issue that is still open to, you know, being debated between ourselves and the attorneys. Well, uh, no one else agrees with you on this. I mean, you're doing something no one else does. And you're presuming and that a judge has already found to be wrong. And if that's the case, what possible hope can you have that you'll actually be right? Why is your legal advice so different to everyone else's? It's the, the, everyone else's is not legal advice. It, it's advice that we have we have received. I mean, Stephen, we we involved in a lot of court cases. Some of them we've won. Some of them we've lost. Some of them we've lost very badly. I mean, we, we, we keep learning from that. But as I said, I mean, it's an issue that it's not cast in stone. It's an issue that, uh, you know, being debated between the lawyers and the, um, uh, you know, the CEO, the Axco and the board. And the CEO is, is open to reason, even to the uh, entities that you've spoken about. We are open to sitting down and further with them, including the Auditor General, by the way, to say how best can we assist the road accident fund, you know, to save as much money as possible and to pay you know, rightly to the claimants that, uh, you know, we, we, we are responsible for because we want to reduce reduce the other bills that I've, I've already spoken about. We've been paying too much to people we shouldn't be paying to. Okay. There's another case. Medical aids used to be reimbursed for the money they paid for the treatment of people hurt in accidents. A person would suffer an accident. They would receive medical treatment. The medical aid would pay for their treatment. The road accident fund would reimburse the medical aid. And what that meant was, because the role of the fund, as I understand it, is to compensate people in accidents. If you suffer 100 rands worth of damage in the accident, the road accident fund makes you whole again. It reimburses the 100 rand. Now, in this case, you have people who are suffering an accident. They are made whole by the medical aid. The medical whole was made, the medical aid was made whole by you. Why did you stop? Why did you stop reimbursing medical aids? You're right. You're saying that, uh, you know, we're paying uh, people that, uh, you know, are involved in, in, in accidents. We have a responsibility to the people that are, you know, involved in accidents as far as the bills that are not paid by the medical aids. And by law, the medical aids are responsible for prescribed minimum benefits as well as emergency, uh, you know, medical uh, benefits. That falls outside the scope of the road accident fund. And we made it clear to the uh, medical aid that we shouldn't be paying that because by law, we should, you know, it's not our responsibility. And Treasurer has issued a secular as well, saying so, saying that we actually are not responsible for this. I mean, the court in the, the high court in September, Judge Kumalo says anybody who claims from the road accident fund has to show, you know, injury or, or law. Among the claimants, uh, even those who are under the medical aid, are right to claim those, uh, you know, claims that are outside of the prescribed minimum benefits as well as the emergency, you know, medical costs. And so that's what we pay. We're doing our responsibility and the medical aid should 
actually take their responsibility as well. By reimbursing them, it was meaning that the medical aides were actually not taking any responsibility at all. But you're the road accident fund. It's your responsibility to deal with road accidents, not necessarily the medical aides. But it's not our responsibility to pay pay prescribed minimum benefits, Stephen, and the emergency medical costs. That's the responsibility between you and the medical aides. That's an agreement between you and the medical aides. When you sign um, on the dotted line, your contract say to you, we are going to pay these benefits. And anything outside of that, we're not going to pay. You can go to the uh, road accident fund. And we rightly pay anything outside of those two. Okay, Discovery has said, uh, they've been very careful with their words, but to, to, to paraphrase what they said is I think they believe you're in contempt of court. The last finding on this was the Constitutional Court refused to hear your appeal. So that means, it would seem to me, because this was a case between you and Discovery, that Discovery must believe that they were right. You appealed the ruling that went in their favour, and yet they say you're not implementing the Constitutional Court's decision. There was no constitutional court decision to implement, uh, uh, Stephen. The constitutional court said, you know, we, 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 there is no constitutional issue in this. They never argued on the issue of merits. And, uh, but the they didn't hear your appeal aid, is the point. So the, last, the, the ruling of the last court stands. That's the point. Well, there are two rulings, um, uh, Stephen. You must remember that, uh, you know, the medical aids won. And then we won in September. They, they didn't challenge that. So there are two rulings. Which, which, which ruling stands? We say our stands. They say their stands. They've carefully worded. They, which issue, which constitutional co- issue are, going, are they going to find in the constitutional court? I venture to say they will not find any. Okay. SCOPA, the Standing Committee on Public Accounts, they went to your premises quite recently and they say they found a chaotic situation. They say your workers don't have proper furniture, their piles of papers, claim documents uh, all over the place. They said even in the parking lot of the basement. Why has that happened? I work for the Road Accident Fund and there are no papers in the basement. There's in the parking lot that, you know, myself and everybody else parks and there are no papers there, number one. But number two, we've got an automation system called Bokamoso that we're launching in a few months. So the next time the SCOPA comes to the Road Accident Fund, they're not going to find any paper at all because we're going to be fully automated. Okay. Do you have problems with furniture? Do you have some people not having proper furniture at the moment? No, <laughs> it's laughable to say so. I mean, I, the, the, the lawyers, obviously, because we've reduced their bill from 10 point something billion, 10.6 billion down to 3.7 billion. They're obviously not happy with us because we're not paying as much legal and, uh, you know, administrative costs as, as possible. We, we have gone further and said to Parliament, they must actually exclude the lawyers uh, you know, completely from um, getting involved in, in claims. Because, you know, when you claim from SASA, you don't need lawyers. When you claim from NFSAS, you don't need lawyers. There are lawyers that, uh, you know, exist by claiming money from the road accident fund. And so they're not happy with us. They've declared a war on us. I mean, they come every other week, you know, to attach our stuff, to try and auction it, and we always buy it back. So there is furniture. Nobody does not have furniture at the road accident fund. Okay, so just to put it all together then, from everything I've put to you, the way that the Road Accident Fund is being managed is fine. The Road Accident Fund's in good health, it's being managed properly. The Road Accident Fund is, um, is in good health, it's being managed properly. We're doing 
things very, very different differently. I mean, over the past three, four years, we've done a lot of things to turn around the road accident fund, and we continue to do that. And one of the things that we need to do is to kick out the lawyers completely through the RAF bill, and we're going to make sure that the billions that uh, were being paid out to lawyers, where they string us along over the 120 days and make sure that we pay as much as possible on the legal and administrative cost. Once we get all those monies and retain those monies and pay, the, to pay them to the claimants, because those are due to the claimants and not to the lawyers, we are going to have a very healthy road accident fund. McIntosh Paletta, thank you very much indeed. Head of Communications and Spokesperson for the Road Accident Fund.